0: Hello everybody, joining us today, founder of Beyond Motorsport Media, Sir Isabel Burrito. She joins us to talk about Monaco, is it overrated? So grab your gloves, strap on your helmet, because you're about to turn onto the Apex. Let's get settled in for race week, or as most of us call it, Raw Seek. It's it's race week to one of the most controversial, historical, and I guess in some cases iconic tracks of the F1 calendar, Monaco. My name is Ryan, and I'm Josh. And welcome to this week's episode of the Apex F1 podcast. We are glad you are here. I, I noticed that we're not we're not alone, Josh, which is which is pretty cool because this episode is going to be a good one.
1: Yes, yes, it is. It's obviously we're not alone. I'm excited to bring on our guest. She is a um, She's a digital
0: content creator within the motorsport industry. She is the many people who run uh, Beyond Motorsport Media, Beyond Motorsport Podcast. And I believe she is also an architect student, Isabel Burrito. Or is it you an actual architect?
2: Let's say both. I'm on my last year.
0: Oh, okay. So you've already.
2: (laughs) But that's also my job.
0: Oh, okay. So you're an architect full time. Um, Yeah. Isabel, thank you so much for coming to the show. Let me just kind of ask you a couple questions before we get started in here. What kind of made you want to get involved with motorsport?
2: Actually, it's something that kind of landed on my hand. I didn't exactly want it. I, my thoughts were, I don't want to be in this industry. It's very toxic, especially now in Formula One, the community. It's a little overwhelming. And I didn't exactly want it. It just landed on my hand. And it was a December that I said, well, why not try it? Because I was kind of kind of desperate. My architecture job wasn't exactly going well because I'm also doing that on my own. It's not like I'm working with a company of any sort. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was kind of hard. It was a period of going into I'm so young and everyone my age is doing things that I'm not doing, but I want to do. So I started looking for a job and then. I kind of gave up on finding a job in motorsport, and then it landed on my lap. So yeah, that's that's how it happened. I didn't exactly want it or was looking for it.
0: It just kind of kind of came to you naturally as as something you were you were interested in, and um, well, not not per se interested in, but it just kind of like grew from there, I guess. Yeah. You, you currently run the uh, Women Beyond Motorsport social media, and you also work on the beyond motorsport podcast and beyond motorsport media. And you have a lot of people come in in the next few weeks throughout the month of June. And I think, I think I seen on there, it was early July as well that, you know, you're, you're running this media, I guess you're starting this media empire for working in the motorsport industry. How hard is it? I guess you could say being a woman working to achieve this goal of Working within the motorsport industry because I know it's it's a fairly male-dominated sport. How are you looking to change that for women and uh, up-and-coming females working within this industry?
2: It has been extremely hard. I've been doing this for about two months now, and um, being such a male-dominated industry and talking to so many women in the in the sports, we don't get the recognition we should like men get more recognition than we do. And that's what I'm trying to change with the whole project. I came up with Women Beyond Motorsport uh a month and a half ago. And th- the whole premise of it is telling the stories and careers of women in motorsports. Um which is how I'm just trying to get into changing that mindset of we are only seen by what we're doing and how little we're doing in the industry or how much we're doing and more of telling the stories and experiences that they've had working in the industry
1: i'm so glad that you're doing that because that needs to be done there needs to be a platform for women in motorsports or even in general to be able to get recognition for the things that they do because women not even just in motorsports do so much for everybody throughout the world and uh, i applaud you for creating that and uh, I hope it goes very well and it seems to be doing so well so far. I've watched a couple of the episodes or uh, videos on your Instagram and uh, great work.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah. You, you currently have, you know, 500 plus followers and you're growing almost daily um, because of the, the, the content that you're producing and just everything. And you're bringing awareness to a lot of this stuff, but you're also sharing things that are um, very interesting and they, they catch a key detail for, Um, just everybody who's interested in the motorsport um, industry and mainly formula one as well, as it is a currently growing tidal wave here. And I know here in America um, it's a a little bit different, um, you know, compared to what we saw at the Miami grand Prix and the cringe fest of intros. Um, So, you know, compared to like what everyone else does in like Europe and other parts of the world, um, like it's growing here. And so there's a lot more like involvement. So, I definitely applaud you for um, basically taking that step up and, you know, wanting to make change uh, within this industry. So that's that's an awesome thing to see. Um, One thing we always ask our guests on here is uh, what your favorite type of pizza. And I knew Josh Josh (laughs) was looking at it because he's laughing at me in the camera. Um, Let's go ahead and hear your excuse me. Let's go ahead and hear your um, your favorite type of pizza, if you like it.
2: So I have a few res- restrictions because I do have um, dietary re- restrictions because of medications that I'm taking. So I can only have cheese pizza. any, any pizza, just cheese. And that's not my favorite, but um, I used to like a lot uh, corn and corn. Yeah, corn on pizza. That's corn very. On pizza. Yes. That's actually very popular here in my country um we have it a lot yeah and
1: actually sounds very interesting yeah Yeah. now i'm gonna now i'm gonna have to try (laughs) that that's interesting
2: (laughs) it's really good but i also like corn and mushrooms on my pizza
0: mushrooms are not bad on pizza so that's good at least you didn't say pineapple
1: even though i laugh when you ask this question it's such (laughs) like a good icebreaker it we've gotten so many different answers on it like corn and mushrooms i never would have thought
0: exactly that the reason why i use that that question is because it not only does it break the ice but it also like i love pizza like pizza is just something i've grown up with and i it's always interesting like you said Josh to hear different people's perspectives on like what they like on their pizza like you know we had phil he loves meats and you know we have um chloe chloe grant when she was on the show she was saying she loves pineapple and ham and you know so now isabel um you definitely just topped our newest one which is corn <laughs> yeah. and sometimes mushrooms on your pizza. So that's a new one. Um, I've never heard of that. So that's definitely something I'm going to have to try. Why don't we move on to our next topic, which is um, the breaking news. All right. So a lot of um, speculation uh, has been growing about Lewis Hamilton. Now, um, you may be asking, you know, what's going on with Lewis now? Um, he just recently started contract talks with Mercedes. However, because the Monaco Grand Prix is this weekend, there's been a lot of speculation and rumors surrounding Lewis going to Ferrari. Isabel, why don't we why don't we start off with you? How what have you heard in the rumor mill about Lewis going to Ferrari, if
2: anything? Uh, what I heard was it's what's been in the news: the 40 million dollar deal that they're trying to get with Lewis for me. So that's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. I don't, I personally don't see that going anywhere.
1: Yeah. I don't either.
0: I I think one of the the key things was why that was, why that was um, brought up was, I think it was when they, somebody in Monaco posted a video of coming down the, the hairpin turn and it looked to be, uh, Lewis Hamilton driving a Ferrari I can't remember what the model is but somebody spotted him allegedly and he was driving around Monaco with a Ferrari mind you he actually owns two Ferrari La LaFerraris um, so there is a lot of speculation thinking like he could potentially be in talks with them um, but it just doesn't really seem to be what it actually is.
1: Yeah, my question would be like, why would he go to a worse car? Because Signs and Leclerc fight that car every week. And it's just, Lewis knows better than that. He's seen, he sees all the results. The only thing I could be would be like money, but Lewis has enough money anyway.
2: And he's so, also getting paid, he's getting paid more at Mercedes than he would at Ferrari. Exactly,
1: right. And him and Toto have, I mean a good enough relationship that he should want to stay on the team. I mean, it's Lewis Hamilton. He's been with that team forever.
0: Yeah. He's, he's been with that team since what? 2000, uh, I think it was 2011. You know, I don't, I, I agree with you both. You know, I think, I don't think there's anything to pull from this story. I think it's just speculation. We, and I don't even believe that they confirmed that he was actually the one driving that Ferrari. Um, so I don't think there's anything to take away from that. It's all rumors, people. Just remember there, <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> there was another thing I saw. It was like they were thinking of a straight swap between Lewis and Leclerc over. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense because leclercs I mean, he's a good driver, but he's nothing compared to what Lewis has accomplished.
2: Uh Yeah, no. Uh, Lewis has been in Mercedes for a long time. I don't think he's going anywhere let alone. A, a team whose strategy gets worse each weekend. Yes. And they mess up each each weekend on whatever it is. It's either the car or the strategy. Or and I don't think... Like, he's smart enough to not go yeah, to do I totally
0: think, agree. I, I don't think he could ever want to change teams, but, you know, who knows? You know, silly season is upon us in, like, you know, two months or less, so we could see something happen. You know, everyone was really shocked when they saw Fernando go to Aston Martin. Um, But it was kind of, kind of predicted because Sebastian was retiring. So, you know, they kind of figured somebody was going to have to take the reins in that, in that team. Uh, And now look where he's been. He's been on the podium every single race this season. So let's hope for a win for Fernando this weekend. (laughs) Let's dive into our next topic, which is, uh, Aston Martin and Honda coming together as partners. This was, this was actually something I saw this morning, um, on my way in to, um, on my way into work. And I noticed that this, there was a, first it was a rumor. And then now they are basically setting in stone that they're taking in, they're taking out the Mercedes Benz units and they're putting in Hondas because Honda's leaving Red Bull in 2026, and they're going with Ford. They're they're also kind of noticing something about it, where that whole agreement with Aston Martin and Mercedes earlier this year, uh, where they were, you know, having like butting heads, that basically soured, and now they're they're finally like saying, you know, enough is enough. Why don't we go ahead and keep this momentum going? Uh, This isn't until 2026, though. So this is when Audi is supposed to enter the game. Um, in twenty twenty six, they're supposed to take over Alpha. Um, what do you guys think about that?
2: I have mixed feelings with the Honda Aston Martin thing. Like, I have questions as well. Like, if they don't swap the Mercedes, like, are they gonna do a Aston Martin Mercedes Honda thing? Or, I mean, why would they swap Mercedes though? Like, they've done with Mercedes what Mercedes themselves haven't been able to do this season. Yeah
1: but they haven't been able to do what Red Bull has been able to do with Honda though. That's that's a good, that's a good
0: point. Yeah,
2: that's also true.
0: And Honda has a proven, you know, like track record and pedigree with them uh, working with Red Bull. I mean, you know, the 2021 season, they were working with Red Bull. They had the title winning car asterisk basically had a working relationship with them until Red Bull came out and said, you know, we're going to go with Ford. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do.
1: My question is, why would Red Bull switch? Like, what, what has happened within the Honda for them, for Red Bull to be like, no, we don't want Honda, even though we've been winning championships with them or championship. And so I think that would be something that Aston Martin would need to either think about, which I'm probably sure they have, just to see the relationship or the way that Honda handles business. But it could be on Red Bull's side too, and so that's just one thing that I have a question about. Like we have no idea how that relationship was and why they would go to Ford anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of confused about the whole thing because this was, this was just this morning when I'd seen this. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see Honda work with Aston Martin. Aston Martin have worked with Mercedes, you know, for years. Uh, well, technically, Aston Martin was not Aston Martin; it was uh, Racing Point, and then. I believe Racing Point was working with a different engine supplier, if I'm not mistaken.
1: While you're looking that up, I have another point. Um, so back to that like relationship thing. Fernando is obviously is at the end of like going into the end of his career. We don't know when he's going to stop. But he hasn't had a good relationship with Honda, with the teams that he's had Honda on. And so even if Honda goes to Aston Martin, are they going to want to work with Fernando? Is that going to be one of the requirements to like change drivers or whatnot? And or if they even have the pull for that, which I would believe that they would for Aston Martin to go with Honda is a good move just because of Honda's proven um, pace with other teams.
0: Yeah, I think I think it is um, a very good move for um, Aston Martin, like you said, to go with Honda because of their proven pedigree on uh, the racing point uh, things. It is uh, they've only been with Mercedes for the entire Seasons that they've been with, um, within Formula One, and then they transferred to uh, Aston Martin. So that's it. I did not know that. (laughs) I thought they were with different people. Um, so the more you know, but why don't we, um, why don't we go into our main topic, which is the apex of our show? Let's talk about Monaco. Uh, give me a one word, (laughs) give me, give me a one word thing as to. What do you think about it?
2: Well, I'm reading that your question is is Monaco overrated. You say yes. I'm on I'm not on yes, but I'm also not on the other side. I'm, I'm on so mid-rated you're like right
0: in the middle like it's okay, but then it sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Why is that?
2: Um because on one side, Monaco lacks a lot of the overtaking. It's very close um corners, very tight track. I don't think it's that great, but I also don't think it's that bad. On the other hand, it's it's iconic, it's historic, and it's most likely the only historic, big historic track that Formula One um is keeping right now because they're just changing everything now. And it's all random street circuits everywhere.
1: I to further your point, I like I agree. Like I, I don't know if I'm on the fence about it. I would I would say leaning more towards no that it's not overrated because the racing typically happens during qualifying. Everybody can agree with that because there's not a lot of overtake like you said. But then there's also like the atm- atmospheric venue for it. Um all of the corners are very very tight, but the fans are a lot closer to the action regardless of overtake or not than they can be at, at any other track. So with the atmospheric for the fans and everything, they they can be right there and with the like the historic city that's there with all the other action that's going on there. Like the hype that builds up to that is iconic. And that's what makes Monaco iconic. I don't know the racing. Yeah. Race day doesn't really have much because of all that, but everything else that leads into it, I think make up for that. But I don't know. Some people think it's overrated like Ryan here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Monaco. So I kind of, I kind of fall into the the place of, monaco is just one of those tracks to me that that makes me fall asleep and i i I know i probably shouldn't say that like everyone's going to be like oh my god like why would you say that it's such a historical track yes it is a historical track and it it has a lot of value within it but i think to both isabel and josh's point is that it, it it lacks overtake and it it That's the thing that what most formula one fans want to see. They're like NASCAR fans. They want to see carnage. They want to see turn spin outs. They want to see everything. You know, they want to see absolute chaos. And I think when you're in such a tight closed street track, you can that you can have that possibility, but it's also very hard to overtake and make moves on people unless you're on that back straight. Or if you're coming out of the pits, and you're trying to overtake um, the leader, you know, while you're trying to do an overcut or something like that.
1: I don't. There, I don't know if that's necessarily like true. That F1 fans want to see that. Uh, I, like, obviously, the action is great to see and overtake and all that. But as a racing fan, it you got to understand that everybody's running their own race. And yeah, sometimes that sucks. But they they got to pull the teams got to pull together and get like their setups and everything dialed in. If you look at the tracks, comparing it to NASCAR is you just you can't because there's so many twists and turns and setups and different dynamics and aerodynamics and all that that go into it way more than NASCAR ever has. And yeah, there's road tracks and NASCAR and whatnot. But like just the the overall car has a different feeling. Obviously, I know you guys know this, but I when I'm watching a race, I don't look for the overtakes and stuff because, I, like this season, we were like, "Yeah, Red Bull's gonna win." So <laughs> I don't really necessarily look at that. It, it's just like, what are people changing? How are people thriving to change what they what they know they need to? And how how the setups are changing, how the tracks are changing, how the drivers are changing. And to me, that's exciting in itself. Just trying to watch people run their own race because they have to improve from last weekend, and that's what creates stories. That's what creates. The, the want for action, that's what creates the dynamic within the paddock.
2: I agree with uh, Joshua's point. Watching NASCAR, I started out watching NASCAR, and it's so much different to watching Formula One, the action, the cars, the tracks, everything is so different. And going into Monaco, uh, I still feel like this race has a lot to get. There's still a lot of action and a lot of things that they could change to make it, let's say, a track where we see more overtaking, where we see more action. But uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. um, I definitely agree with your point on that as well as, as well as Josh's, you know, to kind of, to kind of echo both of your points a little bit, maybe, maybe I guess I should say that I don't speak for everybody when I say that we want to see more action, maybe it's just me. Um, But I know like, for example, like you both brought up like NASCAR as well. Um, Like when they go to the road courses, and it's not just the oval tracks. I know that there's just a lot of I've actually never seen a full on race in a road course at NASCAR, except for Circuit of the Americas, I believe they go to. And the dynamic of that race compared to obviously because it's like comparing apples to oranges. Um, it's very different. And so I think with Monaco, it being such a historical track, they leave it in the calendar because of that heritage legacy that it, it is. And everyone, like, immediately, like, what's one of the first races you think about when you hear Formula One? Probably Monaco.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's Monaco. It's been there since the beginning. Like, I think it should always be there. It's what's making fancy what Formula One truly is and where it's come and how far it's come.
1: And, and it means a lot to the drivers. I mean, you ask any of them, like, what race would you, if you could win only one race what race would it be? And most of the answers I would think would be Monaco.
0: I I echo that sentiment with you guys. It's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, like personally for me, like I'm, I'm on the fence like you, like you and Izzy both are like, it's, I mean, I love Monaco for all the historical aspects of it. But then when the racing time comes around, I'm like, okay, when they were racing in the rain, uh, I think it was last year when Sergio Perez took that win And uh, it was just very um, interesting to see the whole rain aspect of that that, because it definitely changed the dynamic of that course or that track by a lot. And, you know, that's always the worst way to approach Monaco is in the rain and, you know, doing that because it makes it so hard for the drivers to handle their cars because they're so aerodynamically efficient. Final answer, I guess we could say before we close out this topic would be. I would I would think? say no.
1: I mean, I have another point. Okay, yeah. This upcoming weekend, since we didn't have our race in Emilia, Mercedes still hasn't been able to race test their upgrades. So there's different aspects of, other than just the action that's happening. We're like we're going to see how Mercedes' upgrades are going to be. Like I feel like they I feel like they're very good on their corners. They've shown that in Miami with Russell like moving up the grid as the race goes on. And Aston Martin obviously has been up there. Uh, top three most of the season and he did very well in Saudi Arabia Alonso with because with those tight corners the only reason he lost out I, in my opinion would be because of Red Bull's straight line speed with the long straights in there in Saudi Arabia and so those kind of aspects we have to think about coming up to this this race maybe the race itself could be overrated but everything all the small the little small details like I said before within it within the race is something that we need to watch.
2: Still in the middle, still in mid-rated. I guess we'll have to wait for it, for this weekend see where I land. But yeah, I do agree with Joshua's point. There's what everything that goes into Monaco that's exciting. Race itself could be better.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think we're gonna have to you know wait and see how everybody does. That Red Bull is an absolute rocket in the straight line speed, and I have absolutely without a doubt, thinking that they are cheating. But I cannot, I can't confirm that. So I'm not going to say
2: that. I also think I mean, the same.
0: Willem, Willem and I, I guess, well, I guess everybody, we all are very, it's mega sus about that car. We don't know what's going on. I mean, there's theories of triple DRS going on. They don't really, you know, they know how to advantage the DRS system. Um, but to, to kind of, you know, say we're just going to have to see, how Red Bull Mercedes do with their upgrades? Um, well, Mer- Red Bull's not really bringing any upgrades. Mercedes is bringing the upgrades. Yeah, they, they don't need anything. They've already got a. They've already, as far as we know, they've <clears throat> they've already taken the championship, um, or I guess you could say stolen the championship. But we'll see. Um, so they've they've already signed, <laughs> they engraved the trophy, and everything.
1: What are your guys' predictions for the race?
2: I posted what I think it's gonna be. Really wish Charles wouldn't mess up and get a podium for once.
0: I hope he does get a podium. I I really need to see that Ferrari All red on the good. on the podium. Probably not here, but I mean, when we go to uh, yeah, it's Spain that's next. I think Spain will be a good track um, to see. I mean, there's a lot of tire degradation there, so they might have to make it make it like a two or three stop race. But we'll see. My predictions. I would probably. I'm hoping to say that we see fernando on the top step i would love to see logan Sargent oh in the second God. step <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> you um, are really having hope here
0: i i am a huge logan Sargent fanboy uh but that's that's just because i love american drivers in the sport and i want you know i want to see them succeed I'm so um, glad you
1: don't bet on your
0: no i don't because
1: <laughs> i would make a
2: terrible please never boy. do yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm straight I'm getting straight roasted here. Um so uh so we'll do Fernando, we'll see Sergio on the podium for sure and I think Max is going to be on the podium. Um as far as as placing goes, it's probably going to be um, Fernando, Max, Sergio. That's my prediction for it. Um we'll see if that actually holds up. Uh Josh, what's your prediction? So I
1: think Magnuson's going to win. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I I chose Alonso to be top to, to win and then uh, Checo and then Max. I would really love to see that. Uh, I feel like Mercedes is going to be within the top five. So probably Russell four. And then I want to say Hamilton fifth, but I'm going to go with uh, Leclerc. We'll see. We'll see how they do. Wait, so you went top five? Yeah, I went top five because we're all going to have the same top
0: three. Oh. Dang, well, shoot. Then I'll add uh, I'll add uh, Carlos Carlos to probably fourth place, and then maybe um, Hulkenberg for maybe fifth. Hulkenberg has actually, uh, sorry, side topic here, but Hulkenberg has actually looked pretty good this season, except for in Miami, he didn't do too well. But you know, we'll see. Um, he has a, a very good favorability on street tracks, except for Miami. Um, he did really good at Albert Park. Uh, he did. Um, he did very good in Jetta, if I'm if I remember correctly. Or no, it was Magnuson. Magnuson did really good in Jetta because he got tenth place.
1: Yeah, Magnuson. Magnuson's been sneaky. Like he, I mean, he hasn't been like top oh, tier or anything. But for for a Haas team driver, that's he's been pretty sneaky. I think
2: Haas in general has been doing really yeah. good for they, being they, Haas. He definitely stepped
1: yeah. it up. I, I, I mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I agree. They have definitely stepped up their game. Um, it's it's good to see them fighting in the upper midfield. Um, let's uh, let's not talk about McLaren, though. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren is McLaren is really struggling. And I, I did. They just brought upgrades to uh, Baku. And they looked recently. Worse. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they actually looked a lot worse than what they did in, you know, Bahrain and
1: Saudi Arabia. Isabel, what was your top five?
2: I oh, yeah, think. my top five. Uh, I did not being delusional. I did Max first, because at this point okay. I lost hope of anything else. Uh, Alonso and then Perez fourth, George, and then hope in Leclerc fifth. However, if I were delusional, which I am, <laughs> my dream podium.
1: We're all delusional on this podcast. I mean I'm
0: I'm still thinking Logan's a top top three driver, so that's pretty delusional in and of itself. <laughs> uh
2: no, well my dream podium would be Charles at the top, four ones in Monaco. Alonso, Hamilton, and then Pierre. Big fan Pierre. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love Pierre. Pierre's a, he's
0: he's definitely looking a lot better um after being in that alpha Tower seat that Nick DeVries is absolutely just ruining. Um but we'll, we'll uh talk about that in a different episode um i am re- really liking your analysis so we're going to definitely
1: have to have you back on uh a lot more i want to say something real quick i mean if yeah. pierre was in a different car he would be he would have a podium this year i honestly believe that he did very very well in australia
0: except for that crash and then,
1: <laughs> it, well exactly it's like all those small little little details within the race that happened and Gasly has shown that he's a great driver. Moving to different teams, as the first year in this team, I think he's already outpaced Alcon. So, oh yeah, I, he's he's great in my opinion. I, I love Pierre Gasly.
2: Uh no, yes, yeah, same. He's we've seen him improve from being an off-toury, which I'm really sorry for those drivers
0: and that team. Oh yes, but Yuki though, Yuki though, Mister Consistent, he's been
2: doing good.
0: He has been doing really good in that car.
1: And I know that on um, Drive to Survive, Pierre and Yuki had a very good relationship. I think Yuki took a lot from Gasly, and they had such a good relationship. It was so nice to like see just like the camaraderie that they had.
0: No, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're still like the best of friends. Why don't we go ahead and, and uh, close out with lightning round of trivia real quick, and then we'll get into our closing. So just kind of like the way that this works is we're going to give you a minute and you got to answer as many questions as you can in under a minute okay uh so far uh phil hill he has the lead of i believe it was it was seven chloe is in second with six and so now we're gonna and
2: you're about to have your (laughs) (laughs)
0: lowest
2: i love no
0: no no it. izzy are you ready to play the lightning round of trivia
2: yeah let's go
0: it's time for the Lightning Round Trivia Questions. Which Formula One driver has had the most podium finishes? Fernando Alonso, Michael Schumacher, Elaine Prost, or Ayrton Senna?
2: Why do you do this to me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just, um, name me, uh, the top five constructors in your book.
2: Uh, great. McLaren has a lot of constructors. Uh, Mercedes, obviously. Uh... Old team, I'm going to say Williams and then Ferrari, obviously.
1: Who is the team principal of Ferrari?
2: Uh, Fred, Fred right.
1: Uh Pierre made his debut with what F1 team?
0: That's time. Damn. Toro Rosso. Go ahead and answer it. <laughs> oh,
2: right. <Whoops>. Well, <laughs> Thank you. There it is.
1: Yeah, go ahead and say it so I can put it in. There.
2: <laughs> Toro
1: Rosso. <laughs> Correct. Wow, you got that one. Yes, but that's not too bad. You're on
0: the leaderboard. You're in the top three right now, so that's that's definitely a good thing.
2: Better than I thought.
0: Yes. What
1: do you have to say for yourself? (laughs) Yay. Yes.
0: Now, would you? Who would you like to thank for this podium?
2: I'm gonna thank. You know what? I'm gonna thank the FIA. Ah,
0: yeah, the FIA says nobody. Best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: But they deserve something.
0: Yeah, they deserve something. All right. Absolute pleasure to have you on here. Um, we definitely, definitely would love to have you again to talk more F1 and news analysis. Maybe you can even join us for a um, like a race review on a weekend. Uh, it's just, you know, depending on your schedule um, and our schedule, of course. Uh, but it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on here. Um, is there anything you would like to say before we head out?
2: Uh, so, you guys can find me on Instagram as Beyond Motorsport Media, Beyond Motorsport Podcast, and Women Beyond Motorsport, as well as TikTok as F1 Isabel Brito.
0: Josh, any closing statements before we head out?
1: I just want to thank Isabel for your time. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please go check out her Instagram and all of the other social media that she has for us. Go ahead and check out our Patreon. Check out our Instagram at the Apex F1 podcast.
0: You know, feel free to join our Discord. Uh, we're always talking in there. Um, we we definitely have lots of memes flying around in there. We talk um, F1 debate. Uh, we even talk a little bit of NASCAR and um, uh, IndyCar, MotoGP just whatever you guys uh, want to talk about that's motorsport related uh we're always keeping the conversation going um we have a lot more content that's coming out in the next few weeks so be sure to keep up with us on our socials and uh just before we go be kind be grateful stay safe and thanks for turning in to the apex bye everybody do it for dale, do it for dale. stay tuned <laughs>